Hello, I'm Bob Bragdon, and you're listening to CSO Executive Sessions. CSO Executive Sessions is a twice-monthly podcast produced by CSO Online and IDG. Each episode, we sit down with leading security and risk executives to get their take on the challenges faced by their organizations. And today, I'm in Waltham, Massachusetts, speaking with Doug Graham, the Chief Security and Privacy Officer of LionBridge Technologies. LionBridge helps companies connect with global customers by delivering marketing, testing, and globalization services in more than 300 languages. Through their world-class platform, they orchestrate a network of 1 million passionate experts in 5,000-plus cities who partner with brands to create culturally rich experiences. Doug, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Bob. Good to talk to you again. Can you tell us a little bit about your role and, and the risks that you help address? Of course. Um, so I'm responsible for security, privacy, and compliance at LionBridge. And I think my focus is similar to others in this type of role. So I'll simplify it by saying that broadly, I'm managing operational risk and regulatory risk mm -hmm. for the company. As we manifest that into the mission of my organization, it really comes down to protecting the security of our data, the privacy of those who entrust us with their data, mm -hmm. i.e. our customers and their customers. And we work closely with the business and the legal team to stay in compliance with the laws and regulations. Mm -hmm. Security organizations have a kind of very broad set of responsibilities from data privacy to awareness training to risk management. And it's leading to some non-traditional hires, for example, maybe marketing professionals running awareness training. What skills are you looking for today that you may not have been looking for five years ago? Yes, I think that's a good point. We used to focus very much on technical people in security, just, mm -hmm. and, and there's still a role there for, for highly technical people in security, don't get me wrong with that. But I think the essence of security is all about integrating with business flows and the organizations. And as I look at the other functions we work with, it could be marketing, it could be sales, it could be IT. Mm -hmm. And it's really important that the teams are able to understand their mission, their objectives, and be able to build security into what they're, they're, they're doing. We've been saying build it in for years, but it's <laughs> just an oxymoron if you right. don't do it. So I think the, a lot of focus when you're building in is finding people with the soft skills and the ability to integrate with other teams. Mm -hmm. and we're not known for, for some of these attributes in, in, in security. So we really are, first of all, very focused on the attributes of people. People who can network, people who can build mission statements, people who really are strategists across the organization. I think if you look at other functions, there's few functions except ours that really integrates across every single part of the business. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a high degree of focus. I've certainly hired marketing people for awareness in the past. I sure. continue to lean heavily on our marketing departments here for that. Mm. And I think whether it's a direct hire into your organization or whether you're leveraging the skills that your company has, it's really all about integration. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not just about the technology. Mm -hmm. So what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? I, th I think we're all focused on... Uh, we, as in being all CSO, we're all focused mm -hmm. on this balance of being able to reduce risk while enabling the business. And 
there's no real hard and fast rules mm -hmm. about how much risk mm -hmm. and, and what that recipe is right. And the job, of course, is to work with executive management and leadership in the team of making them aware of what the risk is and making sure that you've presented all the elements. I think that's the, the most concerning part about the role is making mm -hmm. sure that you've got the balance right, mm -hmm. making sure that you've presented all the options and that you haven't missed something. So it's not a specific issue as in we're not doing something or we're over-rotating another thing. It's right. more in the macro thing is, am I presenting the balance right to the rest of the leadership team so that we can make sensible decisions that are right for the company? Because mm -hmm. there's no single right. decision that, that gets made. So we're starting to hear a lot in the marketplace about low levels of technology utilization. How do you make sure you're getting the most out of your technology investments? This is something we're actually really focused on at the moment. I'm specifically looking hard at this concept of continuous controls measures, measurement. Mm -hmm. I think other people have been talking about it in the industry, but for us, it's a case of defining our controls, measuring their coverage, mm -hmm. and measuring their effectiveness. And I think that gives you two very simple metrics. Mm -hmm. What's my coverage? What's yep. my effectiveness of controls? And you can use various scales for that. We are using a version of CMMI, five mm -hmm. points of maturity as well. So the way we're doing that is we're bringing in telemetry from as many tools as possible to really develop a dynamic inventory mm -hmm. of all the different assets we've got within the organization. And then we're asking the hard questions like, okay, take something as simple as antivirus. How well is that deployed across my entire population of assets? Mm -hmm. Not the assets that your AV console thinks you've got, right. but your right. entire... That's a good point range of assets across there. And when you can start looking at your control coverage and your effectiveness more like a BI problem, like a business intelligence sure. problem, than just uh, looking at the tools and, and an effectiveness problem from there, I think that's the way that we need to go to make sure that we're using all of the license we bought, we've mm -hmm. covered all the tools, we don't have any control gaps, and I think that ultimately drives the effectiveness. Mm -hmm. How's digital transformation impacted the way you address security and risk management? I expect the popular answer to this question is to talk <laughs> about cloud. <laughs> I mean, cloud probably is, is correct. certainly there. But I think the macro force is, is really the consumerization of IT. Now, cloud, of course, has enabled this consumerization mm -hmm. of IT. But what I mean by that is, simply put, not many organizations have one single IT department. Everybody's got a conception of shadow IT, which to its own side has a kind of negative connotation. I think mm -hmm. that's going to change over time. But I think we need to recognize that the consumerization of IT, the way that you can just go and buy IT, whether it's from Amazon or Azure or mm -hmm. SaaS services, means that departments are going to go ahead and do that. Not everything's going to go through IT. So we can't traditionally assume that all of the assets are going to be in IT CMDBs, mm -hmm. that all the data is going to be controlled by IT, which speaks to the earlier point about being integrated with the business. Mm -hmm. So that digital transformation, the cloud enabling consumerization is really changing how organizations are procuring IT. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be able to protect that IT they're procuring, you have to swim upstream into the business mm -hmm. and actually start working at it from the business perspective and sometimes not even with IT. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I guess, kind of been my observation that a lot of these issues can be 
simplified to a certain extent if a business can define their risk appetite. And it's not always an easy thing to do. How, how do you define risk appetite? It's, it's difficult. I've tried various things in mm -hmm. different roles. Uh, we have experimented with the fair process for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very good methodology to use. We've used purely qualitative tactics mm -hmm. before. Um, I think when it comes to risk, it's it's sometimes in security, we, we act like we invented the concept of risk. <laughs> and, and we forget that business leadership make risk decisions every day. Right. Right. Um, CIOs make risk decisions every day as related to availability. Everything's a trade-off in mm -hmm. business. So I think rather than trying to quantify it by the numbers and, and quantifying it from a engineer's point of view, mm -hmm. as engineers, we always want to get to the answer. Hey, I've proven it, so right. take the red pill versus the blue right. pill. doesn't really work like that. So I, I think being able to boil these concepts down into a, a, some kind of structure, mm -hmm. whether it's risk of um, regulatory impact, you can break it across confidentiality, integrity, and mm -hmm. availability. Effectively, what we do is we look at confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Within confidentiality, you take your different data types. Mm -hmm. For example, company data, customer data, mm -hmm. employee data, PII. You can take your categories across there. Each of these presents a different type of risk. Mm -hmm. For integrity, they closely map to the confidentiality side. And for availability, it's about public-facing systems versus internal-facing right, systems. Right. And when you stratify, or stratify that across these categories, it gives you about 12 to 15 different risk buckets, if you will, mm -hmm. which is almost a manageable amount to be able to say, okay, how are we trending within each right. of these areas? I don't know if I can measure and say my risk is, I don't know, 17 right, in right. a particular area, but based on changes, <clears throat> I can say whether we're trending up mm -hmm. and trending down or staying flat. And I think most of us want to be uh, trending down on a risk right. and trending up in the program. So it's mm -hmm. maintaining the trend, I think, is the most important thing. Uh, that's a good approach. So advice time. What's the best career or leadership advice you've either received or given? It's hard to pin that down to a single thought. So I'll, I'll give you a few. Is that okay? Is that okay? Sure. That's not cheating yeah. too much? No, that's fine. Um, I think it's, number one is know what you do well and try and put yourself in situations where you can play to your strengths. Mm -hmm. If you're a transformation person, focus on programs where you can drive transformation. If you're a steady state person, focus on programs where you're steady state. Mm -hmm. If you're fitting a square peg into a round hole with the organization you're working with, then I would say you may not be set up for success. Right. So put yourself in situations or programs in the evolution where, where you can be successful. I think number two is be the CEO of your own career. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to manage your career for you. Um, you've got to push yourself to have a strategic plan for your career, a roadmap, and drive your personal development like you would any other project, to be frank. And then the last thing is continuous learning. Um, I'm not the youngest guy on the planet now, <laughs> but um, I still learn something almost every day. Um, and it's not just about the formal education or going to take classes or training with vendor A. Mm -hmm. um, in every every aspect of the job, there's somebody you can learn something from, whether it's a soft skill, whether it's the way somebody presents a budget, whether it's mm -hmm. how somebody handles a situation. 
So from every interaction, whether it's a positive one or a negative one, try and take away some kind of learning opportunity mm -hmm. from that. Um, and when you have the opportunity to apply it um, moving forward, do so. Good. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of CSO Executive Sessions. We've been speaking with Doug Graham, the Chief Security and Privacy Officer of Lionbridge Technologies. Doug, as always, I appreciate your insights. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Bob. CSO Executive Sessions shares the expertise and insights of leading security and risk executives. To learn more about how security and risk leaders are addressing today's dynamic risk environment, make sure to visit us at csoonline.com. And be sure to catch future CSO Executive Sessions by subscribing to this podcast on csoonline.com podcasts or through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Until next time, for CSO Online and IDG, I'm Bob Ryan. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.